broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for April 10th, 2022. Tonight, we wrap up the weekend of the Frozen Four. Behind the Mask College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jet's Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates. Whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey Southwest Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. It's our Sunday night special where Paul and I break down what's happened in the world of college hockey for you. Uh, the last college hockey game of the season was played last night, and, boy, the outcome um, <laughs> was as surprising, I think, as, um, as as anything you would have expected coming down the, uh, the end of the hockey season. But Scott Strandy with you back in Centennial, Colorado tonight. Uh, my co-host, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York, before we get to Paul, I will tell you that, yes, there are toothpicks in both eyes. And I have uh, been awake for a little more than 36 hours now, 37 hours, something like that. So uh, we're pushing it. We're pushing it, but we're ready to go. Paul, how are you? Um, some of us feel that way that weren't able to get involved and and be all, you know, part of. I don't. I don't like. I said. I don't know. Last night, if they if they have champagne at college locker rooms. I mean, some of those kids are old enough. Um, I'm, no, I'm sure. That, not not that. in. I don't believe it was in the locker rooms. No. Um, are you sure? Well, whatever it is, I'm sure you got some of it poured on you too because you had your pom poms uh, going. And I stayed away um, from the Gatorade barely. 
<laughs> but and, and what was so surprising about the game last night? Um, the way it ended, I didn't. I didn't think we were going to go. Think Denver from... had a chance to win. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it was total domination for two periods by Minnesota State. Um, they held Denver to next to nothing in shots for the game, and then all of a right. sudden it busts wide open. I mean, oh, wide open. And uh, I just didn't think. Uh, I thought maybe it might be, you know, three to one, and then uh, a lot of pressure from uh, Minnesota State at the end of the game to try to make it three, two and eventually try to tie it. But um, they, they just kept giving up empty net goals. <laughs> and when you oh. have two of them, all of a sudden it goes from uh three, one to five, one in a hurry in the scoreboard as uh, David Carl says is the only thing that matters. Well, I, I you know, it's funny. I, I listened to some of those David Carl quotes and I swear he must have my phone hacked because some of those things that he said <laughs> in that press conference. Um, if folks, if you only saw my text messages uh, during the last three weeks during games, you got you. I mean, it sounds like it certainly sounds like he hacked my phone because I, I was telling somebody I don't want to say who you. Um, a bunch of the same darn things, and you're like, no, 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 no. Okay. Okay, no, 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 no. Let's get this clear. You may have been saying those things, but I wasn't saying no to it because I was the one that was in those locker, in those practices every single week, and I knew exactly what he was doing. I wasn't sure it was going to work, but I knew what he was attempting to do, and boy, oh, boy, um, you know, he's not good enough to be the coach of the year in the conference or overall um, because he didn't really do that much. But um, I know he doesn't give a darn. Right. Um, I asked him about it, and he said uh, the only thing he had to say was he's got good players. Yeah, well, he's losing a few of them, but so is everybody he's, else. He's losing one for sure right now. We know Bobby Brink just signed with the Philadelphia Flyers, Paul's favorite team. Yeah. So Bobby the Blur will now be a uh, Philadelphia Flyer. Ugh. Who? Bob. Bob. Trade Flyers. Trade him. Come on. Come on, Cliff Fletcher. Trade him. <laughs> well, somebody that just signed it was got signed by a team he was traded to. Um there are all kinds of of confirmation that uh, Nathan Smith uh, <laughs> Went to Minnesota. Headed, oh, it's headed to. Um, oh no, uh, I mean Arizona. Yeah, not ASU. Um, the oh yeah, he is. He's headed to Arizona State. <laughs> One way or another, he's, he's going to play ASU's in that new rink. building. He's headed to ASU's rink. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and I'm not even sure that's the case. Um, that's a whole rink? other story because it is uh, ASU's rink. Things just, I know, but I mean, I'm not sure that, that he'll ever set foot in there uh, because I'm not sure that, that things in Arizona are going to work out. But let's just. Yeah, well, that's at another that. show, but I just, you know, you know me. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. Um, we, we have no idea, but I have a pretty good idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Maddie Berniers is signed. That's not a shock. Yeah, it was a shock to you because you said, I don't know if the Kraken will take him. I, I, I wasn't sure. I admit it. Well, we know now. <laughs> um, 
we know Owen Powers signed with Buffalo. Came to all those first-round picks. They came back. They played. They got to the Frozen Four. And now they're all signing. Not that, once again, not a shock, right? I mean. Absolutely not a shock. You know, if you look at the list of guys that have signed, uh, you know, I mean, Isaiah Seville signed to go play for the Golden Knights organization. Not a shock. Um, Jake Sanderson. Well, Half of Omaha's team left for somebody. Yeah, well, you know, Jake Sanderson went to go join the rest of uh, his fellow North Dakotans at Ottawa. <laughs> I don't know. Are they change? Is Ottawa changing their 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 colors to green, white, and black? Or well, the rumor say... the rumor is they are going to change the colors, but they're also adding Indian head. Yeah, well, maybe. Who knows? Um, you know, they want everybody to feel at home. The Ottawa Fighting Sioux. Yeah, go for it, baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, so there's all kinds of guys sign- that that are leaving early. Oh, Not this week is going to be crazy, Paul. It's going to oh, be crazy. It's already been crazy. To be I honest. know, and it's, it's but it's this already... week is really going to pick it up because the four sure. teams, the four best teams in the country that were in Boston uh, Thursday through Saturday or through Sunday. Um, uh, the, all of those players are going to start making announcements now, the ones that were attempting to go. For David Carl, one thing that he's pretty sure of is he's going to have nine freshmen coming back and six more co- – uh, nine freshmen becoming sophomores and six more freshmen coming in that will be NHL picks of his own uh, by the time the draft happens this July. Well, the, those are kind of, you know, in the past – uh, pre-portal and pre-pandemic, it was a struggle to get stuff to do to fill in June, July, and May, June, Ju- and July. That's not going to happen this year either. Um, you know, the, the next week or so will be a lot of signings. You know the transfer portal is going to heat up now. If that's even possible to heat up more than it has already. How many names can they have in that portal, Paul? Have you checked to see how many team names can actually be in the portal? I don't think there's a limit. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Uh, I mean, and some... there have been guys that have a bunch of guys that have signed, you know, and gone to other places already. Oh but yeah. As... Can I get on my soapbox just for a minute on this portal the, thing? The, un- the unofficial total as of right now of names that either are or have been in the portal this year is. Over 200. Yeah, I mean, that's an, that's crazy. Let me give you my portal thoughts one more time. And uh, you know how close I've co- become with Cameron Wright uh, here with Denver. And, um, you know, Cam is the perfect uh, description of the portal because he played four years at the school he originally went to. He, he was given a fifth year uh, as a part of the pandemic. And he used it. He didn't. He didn't chase opportunities other places. He looked for a fit. And um, I'm working on a feature this week with him that I think is going to just be outstanding because a he's a class act and b uh, let, let let's just tease my my feature. Cameron Wright was the first person of the Denver Pioneers 21-22 team that showed up and passed 
his uh, um, ability test or whatever they do with the uh, strength and conditioning coach. That was back in June or July. I'll get the specific date uh, when we visit. And then you realize last night, Paul, the last goal scored, even though it was an empty net, went to Cameron Wright. It counts. Um, yeah, it still counts as right. It went to Cameron Wright for the, the Denver Pioneers to give them uh, their ninth uh, national championship. And um, it, that's the perfect definition of the portal. It, it, it's not, I don't believe, ever was designed to be like, oh, you, you picked the wrong school. Well, here's another chance. Oh, you're not getting a chance to play there. Here's well, another chance. Yeah, that is, that kind of is. What no, no, it, it it was designed to give a, a, an opportunity like Cameron Wright's. You know, they don't want people jumping from school to school to school. Yeah, but you I mean, can't. That live. is not, like, not good for the game. Well, <laughs> uh, people better get used to it. It's not going to change. I didn't say it was going to change. I'm just saying it's not good for the game. It, it it's kind of like. Uh, what also is not good for the game is when you put a game on ESPN two, and then when it goes to overtime, you switch it to ESPN Boo. Yeah, I, I'm. It's going to be a long time before I get over that one. Well, so uh, that 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 was just insane. There's just in in 2022, there is no reason why you have to do that. None, none again, whatsoever. Do it for don't a game. don't you didn't do it for a game. You doesn't matter. Does but not listen, matter. Uh, but you, but I understand contracts. Well, don't sign them. If you don't take on the hockey, then if you're if you're that locked into baseball that you're going to make that move, that but, type of move, then don't bid on hockey. Stay out of it. Give it to the NHL Network. Give it to somebody else. Give well, it to NBC. They need about, something. <laughs> I mean, do something. Now you're, now you're but you're saying NHL. You talk about having to, to pay extra. But that's um, no, no. I'm not talking. Is, nope, 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 nope. Let's make this is, clear. I'm not talking about paying extra. I'm talking about not even getting the opportunity to pay extra. If you were a billionaire, it wouldn't have mattered because when you get somebody a two-minute notice that you're switching to a channel that's not typically on everybody's cable board, it's not like they said we're going from CBS to ABC and everybody had it. They went, they went from a program uh, from a station that's pretty much become mainstream ESPN two to ESPN U, which is hard to find. Even if you have it, it's hard to find on your dial. And, and they gave people in the semifinal game of the national hockey, the national collegiate hockey tournament, they, they gave them less than two minutes to, to figure out what they were going to do. That is, as you would say, what crap <laughs> yeah oh, it's worse than that 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 was that was disgusting it was oh, embarrassing try to, try to keep it, it pg yeah it was it was just just crazily insane it makes no sense it didn't make any sense i know the contracts you don't need to explain that to me again because i already know all about that i'm just saying like don't enter into it then because you know if you look back in the history of hockey games especially college uh, tournament games, um, they can go into overtime. They can go into several overtimes. So y- you better be prepared for it because people want to see that. There were 17,000 people in that Boston TD right. Garden for the championship game. 
Um, that's, that's getting back to real hockey again. Uh, trust me, I was on that red carpet and the players were so stunned at what they had to go through. They were six, seven, eight, ten 10 deep uh, in fans awesome, on both sides of the carpet Which for the awesome. players to, to try to get from their bus into the building. They were fanatical. Yeah, no, it's great. You know who was standing right in front of me? Um, Don Bros. I have no idea who that is. Yes, you do. If you, oh, come on, Boblin Maverick, get on him right now. Well, he probably should, but Don I, Bros I, I, is I the longtime coach at at uh, Minnesota State, Mankato. The guy I that you told me. Yeah, he's Mister Hockey in Mankato. I mean, Mister Hockey had his granddaughter with him. Him and his wife were standing right in front of me. Um, and still, uh, there was so many distractions that a lot of the players and coaches had to come back to him to give him a fist bump because they couldn't get to him. <laughs> <laughs> and that included Mike Hastings. Wow. And by the way, I was photobombed with that because I was standing behind him and somebody took a picture of Mike fist bumping uh, Don, and there I was. Anyway. Yeah, well. <laughs> um... I was everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's good to be the king. That's all I have to say. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the, I got off on the on the tangent of ESPN boo. I'll be doing that all summer, by the way. So just be prepared. Every well, now and then, it'll be ESPN boo. You are well, nasty. You're awful. Did, uh, and and by the way, I sign up, uh, sign a deal with uh, Hockey East. So yeah, right maybe now, they'll go there. Maybe they'll go there and enjoy that. Well, they I'm can cancel their I have games. To those games now. I mean, because, you know, I don't. Nobody cares, Paul. Nobody cares about hockey. Just go do it. Well, <sighs> it matters. If, oh. if, you know, so when Denver was playing at Providence and I couldn't watch the game. Yeah, I know. I know. Or, you know. Uh, I know what matters. I'm just I'm just frustrated over the whole thing. And, and come on. Um, <laughs> you're two announcers, Puchacross and. Um, uh, I know they they were wearing their Big Ten pom poms. I get it. Yeah, and come on, please study the rosters and learn a little bit about these guys. They deserve it. They well, deserve to have their names right and their backgrounds right. Just get a little bit of it right. And if you can't do it or you don't want to do it, then give it to a guy like Dave Starman or give it to a guy like Alex Heinert who will put in the work. And we'll find out. Do you know Dave Starman was working the whole weekend? Of course uh, I know. Getting that stuff uh, on the side between him and Shireen. And um, uh, I don't remember who they were working with this weekend on Westward One. Um, but, man, they were digging. They were trying to find out every little thing about every little player. And then these two yo-yos come in. Um, who am I thinking about? Uchigras and who did I miss? I know him, that NHL coach. You talk about uh, Barry Melrose. Yes, Barry Melrose. Listen, I I told you as I'm oh, watching, God. and my buddy Phil played for Barry Melrose. Okay, the the we know that those that basically, if you followed it all, you know that those the only games he watches is the last few, the ones that he's doing, and the regionals, and the Frozen Four, and that's fine. I get that, but I know that, you know, as, as somebody who's been on the other end of that 
situation. It's not Minnesota. It's Minnesota State. And that's got that's even got a more of a sore spot to you than Arizona and Arizona State. No, it's not. But that's why I know. <laughs> but that's why I know that you can't screw that up. Stop it. Listen, you want you want to you don't you don't know the guys on the team, so to speak, and you're breaking down the plays, which he does just which he does well. I mean, he knows the game, obviously. But come on. If, if I I get you don't spend your whole year watching college hockey, but get the school name right, please. Yeah. Please. Yep. Please. Fact. And, and, uh, and I and, I got and, another and, name and, for and you. Grass, please. I know your friends, and I don't. I, I assume you guys have worked together for years. If I had worked together for years, and somebody was making, you got to correct them. Yeah. And I know this means. Just come on. And and you know what they do though, Paul. I, I I think he knows it. I think he's just being cutesy and shortening it by saying Minnesota, because he didn't want to go and say the extra state part of it. No, I don't think that's true. No, well, hopefully I, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But now I've got another good person that could do fantastic in these games, and that's one Nick Maxson. Me? Uh, he oh, yeah, would sure. be right. Yeah, no problem. He, that. he would be great uh, calling hockey games because once again. You gotta stay late. Trust me. Uh, I was in that media room, and by the way, I'll get all over that too in a minute. Uh, but I was in that media room, and you could tell who the workers were and who the guys were that were there for fluff. Way, and you, there was no nobody cares about that part, right? There was a bunch of fluff, a whole bunch of fluff, you, and there you know was a whole, people and there really was very few that. guys that were putting in the work. Right. I'm anyway. just saying. This was the this was the NCAA national championship game. It was about college athletes, and, and, and it was uh, an excellent game. It was an excellent it, Frozen Four. Yes, it was. Um, yes, it was. But seventy percent of the media that covered it had had ties to the NHL. Thirty percent had real ties to. Um, and by the way, shout out to the Dave Starman for uh, for giving us a shout out. Because he hit it right in the head. He knows who the people are that cover college hockey. And he listed us. And uh, the rest of them, um, yeah, they were just there for fluff. You're always going to get that in the playoffs and championships. You're always going to get that. And that's fine. But but here's here's my beef with it. They don't, just because they show up on on championship weekend, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean they get preferential treatment or the people that have been there all year. You need to fix that system. Because if that's if that's a system, it's a bad system. It's a broken system. You 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 just give everybody fair treatment. Why is that so difficult? Egos get in the way. Yeah, I know that. That's what I knew you were going to say, and I'm going to say the same thing. Is like, there are no egos. Ask David Carl if there are any egos on his roster. Hey, all <laughs> I know is that uh, uh, they hung in there. You know, as the coach said after the game, you know, it was only one nothing after two periods. And even though Minnesota State had been the much better team, and kudos to them, uh, I – there are some people that want to say Denver didn't play well. I want to say kudos to Minnesota State for playing very well. 
in those first two periods. Okay. Um, Denver I mean, basically converted on a power play for the first time in, in, in a month and a half, even though it wasn't officially a power play goal. And that was a difference in the game. And, and you could see right there that um, the game literally changed right there. It, it did, and there's no doubt about that. But just ask Coach Carl and ask uh, the players in that locker room. They know that they stunk for two periods. That was not Denver Pioneer hockey for two periods. And anybody that's seen them all year long knew it. We were all wondering it. Uh, Nick Tremoroli, uh was tweeting out going like, this is not the way Denver plays hockey. And then all of a sudden the third period, like you say, that power play opportunity that that uh, Mike Benning got in the Benning zone and finished it. Oh, oh goodness. Goodness. It, Paul, I've seen that uh, half a dozen times this year from Mike Benning. And him and I have joked about it every, every Tuesday afterwards. Uh, <laughs> the next week I'm going like, What's with the bending zone? How do you sneak down to the bending zone and get that shot off? And he's done it half a dozen lost. times I mean, this year. That's, was the, was what the first time that Minnesota State made a, a legitimate defensive mistake in that hockey game, and they lost track of him. You know, guys were, were puck watching. All four guys that were on the ice for Minnesota State at the time were puck watching. And they were all turned in towards the same direction and nobody bothered to look back door and that's what happens yep that is what happens and uh once that one is i thought ryan barrel and did you hear uh ryan the little clip i sent you um ryan said you know i i, I thought once we got one we could get two and then really get them thinking and that's exactly what happened. They got two, and Minnesota State was thinking, what the hell? We just played a great hockey game to this point, and we're behind 2-1, to one, and time's running out in the third period of the national championship game. And I think that's where panic set in a little bit. And well, it, it might be the fact that, that they've never been there before. They've never been in that big of a game. They've been in a lot of big games, but not like that. That was 17,000 in the last one of the year. I want to give Denver credit for playing good. Uh, you know, um, they didn't give up a lot of scoring chances to Minnesota State either, even though Minnesota State was the better team in the first 43 minutes. They gave up more shots. They gave up a few more scoring chances. Magnus Krona played a very, very good game. And, and I, I think it's worth mentioning when you mention Magnus is that uh, none of us knew this, none of us that were close to that program until he brought it up last night on his own. Somebody asked him about his focus down the stretch, and he said he lost his grandmother sometime late in the, the season. I don't know if it was regular season or if it was that first playoff series, but it was against Colorado College. And um, it might have been that last – uh, gold pan series because I remember visiting with him and he was a little bit, he didn't want to talk and that wasn't like Magnus normally, even after a shutout. Remember he won that little shutout streak where he had like right. three or four or five in a row, whatever it was. Um, and, and he said his grandmother passed away and he dedicated the rest of the season to her because uh, he felt like that that was the right thing to do. And if that's what got him focused, 
man, the pioneers it got a big blessing from grandma. Well, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, uh, it, good, for, you know, uh, it's a nice tribute. Uh, we've seen things like that before. Um, it usually doesn't get kept quiet for that long. Nothing gets kept that quiet for that long anymore. Um, it, it does if he doesn't say it, and his grandmother was in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like I'm saying, the, things don't usually get kept uh, quiet that much anymore. It just, it just doesn't. Uh, you know. Um, okay. Let but before we condolences for his loss and. Yeah, absolutely. To, you know. Imagine being across the ocean from when that happens, and you know that you're going to continue to play hockey here, and you can't be a part of it, especially with the COVID restrictions and all those things. Um, so, I mean, yeah, kudos to uh, to Magnus for for refocusing instead of letting it become a distraction to him, which it very easily could have. But sure. before we uh, before we go to break, I'm going to play a couple of clips that I sent you of coach Carl. Uh, I don't know the order I have these in. I, I apologize. I didn't have time to set them up, but uh, just, you'll get the drift of it. Just listen. This is uh, three clips from uh, post game um, as he's wearing his blue suit, which wasn't blue. Yeah, I guess it was blue before, <laughs> before the blue Gatorade. Uh, I called him the Smurf. <laughs> he didn't think it was funny anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. The uh, here's a couple of clips from David Carl. That's clip number one. Um, and I, that just tells you the respect that David Carl has uh, a lot of places and that he has for the University of Denver. By the way, a lot of people got that wrong too. It's not Denver University. It's University of Denver. Okay. Um, here's a question. I think this might have been my question to him that you don't hear. You just hear the answer. Please, it's uh, John Doyle. Oh, sorry. No, it's not. Uh, 
general consensus among people who were not playing in the game was that Minnesota State was dominating those first two periods. And I'm wondering, did you feel that way, or were you more like just looking at the scoreboard, one nothing, and get back in this at any time? Yeah, I mean, it's, that's all that matters is the scoreboard, and so we're always one shot away from it. Um, did our guy have to make some saves? Absolutely. Were we playing our best? No, we weren't. Um, we did get a couple looks, not nearly as many or sustained pressure or sustained looks as we would like. Um, and again, they, they played great. Um, I give their staff and their team a lot of credit. And um, sometimes it takes all 60 minutes and we utilize the last 20 um, to our fullest advantage. And it takes a full team and we utilize our goaltender um, to the extreme. And so it's a total and complete win. And uh, at the end of the day, the scoreboard says what it does. Exactly, Coach. The scoreboard says what it does. Um, here's the one that I asked the question uh, regarding this changing of styles and uh, how proud he was of his players for being able to adapt week to week when they needed to to completely sometimes change their style of play. It's, it's huge. We have four now since the turn of the century. I think that's most of anybody. Uh, we've done it with three different head coaches. That's very impressive, in my opinion. And... Um, this program is, uh, Brian said it, you come here to try and win championships. It's not easy to play at Denver. Um, we challenge recruits when they come on campus. We challenge our players. We hold them accountable. It's a big responsibility to play in our program. Um, and ultimately, it takes people who are team first, and they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And so to do it again in Boston, um, that team really did put, I think, Denver hockey back on the modern map. And, um, you know, we're here to stay, obviously. True. <laughs> that was not my question either, but that was, that was, uh, another great comment that I, that I pulled out of there because I thought, uh, I thought that was good when he said they put our guys put Denver Uni or university of Denver back on the modern map <laughs> of hockey history. And we're here to stay. And I don't know if anybody heard the, uh, the beeped out clip uh, when he came in after they beat Michigan in the locker room, but he finished it up by saying, we're beep staying in Denver or we're beep staying in Boston until uh, or through Saturday, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool because uh, everybody knows they would have gone home Thursday night had they lost. Well, it's funny because um, you know how social media is. Well, Denver needs to look out now because the NHL is going to come calling. I don't know if that's happening so fast, people. I, I really don't. I don't know what gave, would give people that thought. Um, he's in his 30s, and God only knows what kind of records he could set in that program. Yeah, just don't uh, don't keep reminding him that he's in his thirties. Well, he don't care. Why would he care now? Yeah, I'm in my thirties. I won a national championship. Screw you. Uh, that was uh, that was the topic uh, earlier in the uh, the week uh, that he uh, blasted a couple of reporters for for getting on. One of them uh, was a ridiculous question, but one of them said, um, "Does your young age?" help you relate to your players better. Oh, and you could see the smoke coming out of both ears. He was not happy with that question. He said, there's a simple answer to it. No. 
<laughs> anyway, love Dave Carl. Uh, what a great job he's done. Uh, big appreciation for all the time that he's given us and the times he's been on the show and made time for me many times. It was just him and I one-on-one on Tuesday. So um, he still came out, still did it, uh, still did his whole thing. And, uh, you know, with Matt living in uh, Minnesota now, he's got a Minnesota tie. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to go into more detail about that? Cause we can, um, I can call Paul Allen too. Cause he's, he's a Minnesota guy. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, so anyway, I'm sorry. What? Um, uh, before we, before we go to break, one other thing I did want to say, uh, the fans were phenomenal. The, the media meals were just fantastic. Not that that means anything to anybody out there. Nobody, but listen, yeah, nobody when, cares about that. Yeah, but, yeah, people care about it. The people that were working there for 12, 13, yeah, 14 hours. Nobody listening that, to us cares. No, but people, I just want people to know that there are places where it's not so great, many of them, and there are places where they went out of their way to make a good impression. And I can only wait I uh, can hardly wait, I should say, for uh, Vegas to get their shot at it because I'm sure they've scouted um, what Boston did and what Tampa's going to do and what St. Paul or St. Louis, wherever that next one is. Um, and, and they're they're going to one-up them. You know that, right? Vegas is going to make theirs the very, very best. And good luck with the meals because, man, they set up a time frame. It was usually a three- or four-hour block. And they never ran out of a drop of food. You could come uh, back and pick Tampa. up what you needed when you needed. It's Tampa, St. Paul, St. Louis. Okay, then Vegas. Then Vegas. Tampa, St. Louis, St. Paul, right? Right. Okay, then Vegas. And you'll so, actually have two, quote-unquote, western sites for regionals that year. Nice. Uh, nice. Well, I'm just saying. I know, love next it. Year, next year, you just have Fargo. No, that's not so city. bad. That, uh, that, the year that... after that will be basically St. Louis and Sioux Falls. That are okay. not in the Eastern Time Zone. Nice. Um, that. 20, uh, the year of St. Louis, you're back to Fargo. But uh, the, year, the, the year of Vegas, you have uh, Loveland, Loveland. Sioux Falls. Right? Loveland? Right. Loveland and Sioux Falls. Yeah. So you actually have two western sites and then Albany and, and Worcester. So Nice. That's the way it should be. Two west, two east. Yeah, but you know, places have to well, we could talk well, let's, let's take the break and then we yeah. can talk about this. Alright, we'll be right back in about two minutes to uh, talk a little bit about locations. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment. 
and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live. Indeed it is, College Hockey Southwest Live. It's our Sunday night staple where we uh, break down everything that happens during the college hockey season uh, on the weekends, leading up to Sunday night. Um, this weekend happens to be the national tournament being held in Boston, Massachusetts. Scott Strandy back in Centennial, Colorado. Um, 37 plus hours without sleep so far. Um, I don't know who's counting, but maybe I am. Um, three or four tonight. <laughs> and uh, my co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on that palatial estate where sleep is never an issue on Long yeah, Island, never, New York. Never, never, <laughs> no. <sighs> okay, so we we teased going into the break a little bit about location, location, location. Right. Go ahead, Paul. Well, listen, um, I don't, you know, when they first went to Tampa Bay, when they did the first Frozen Four in Tampa, which was about probably about 10 or 12 years ago, somewhere in that neighborhood. Oh, are you asking me to give you the well, date? Just, I don't just, have listen, the date. Just, yeah, it was, it was a while ago. Yeah, I'm I was saying, I thought you were just, you were just bringing that up. Yeah, it was some, it was a few years ago. Uh, yeah, I believe it was actually about, if, as I look at the list here, uh, 2012 was the first time. 
Yeah, um, so 10 years ago. Right. So they were very nervous about having that Frozen Four there. You know, it's, quote, unquote, not a hockey market or not. Meanwhile, now they're part of the regular rotation, so to speak. Okay? Because it's the beginning of April, and people will go regardless of who's playing, whether your team is playing or not. Because it's not just about hockey there. Now you're going to go somewhere where you can get out of the cold or warm up for four or five days. And by the way, I uh, took a flight that went through Fort Lauderdale, and warm up it was, just walking from the plane to the terminal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, And, you know, I don't think there's – that anybody questions whether or not they're going to have a problem in Las Vegas getting people to go there regardless of who's playing? No, no. Trust me. The people were already planning their trip to Vegas four years from now. Right. I I don't think so. That will not be an issue. Okay. And I'm just curious. And, and I, and, and, for people that don't know, cities have to bid on these things. It's not like the NCAA will go to some place and say, hey, do you want to host the Frozen Four? Cities have to come to them and, and bid and so forth and so on. Because obviously they don't want to bring it somewhere that doesn't want it. Okay, and I was wondering. Yeah, it takes, it takes a lot of work to put it on. It takes a right. ton of work. And, and I was just wondering if there were places that people would go that it might be worth taking the risk. Like, honestly, at this point, if you went to Orlando or Miami, would that be much different than Tampa? No. But the people... So. But trust me, the people in the West are not... I mean, they like the warm weather climate, and, and Tampa did a good job, but uh, there's a lot of people that are grumpy that had to go even from Denver to Boston because that's a... Wait, I'm not done. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Um, and, and, and these are places, you know, maybe Orlando's not the same hockey link as, say, Miami or Tampa. Um, but what about, I think one year they had the Frozen Four in L.A., Or, or did they? I, maybe I'm misre- misremembering that. I um, know there was talk of it. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember um, being there, but Anaheim or L.A. would be a good site. 1999, the basically uh, Maine beat New Hampshire for the national championship in Anaheim. Okay, okay. so it was Anaheim. I, I it knew it was Anaheim. one of the two. That... Right. Um, you know, the hockey culture, you know, the hockey popularity or the, the amount of hockey in California is vastly different now than it was 25 years ago. What, what about, about Seattle? What about Seattle? What about, say, San Francisco or San Jose? What about even San Diego, where they get 8000 a game for the Gulls? 
would, yeah, I think would... the problem with San Diego would be that the, the building's not big enough. I mean, we had 17,000. Well, whatever. 000. I'm just, I, listen, I'm just throwing things out there. Yeah, I get it. I know what you're saying, and, and I agree with you. I just think and that what if you're going to grow the game, you want to have as many people able to get into that building as you can. Right, and, and, and what about some other places that do have some hockey history and some hockey culture and, and, and maybe a place or two that doesn't? Um, you know, and I don't, like I said, I don't know. And I know that, as I said, they have to go to the NCAA and say, hey, we want to do this. Um, but how about having a frozen four in Dallas or Houston or yeah. really yeah. think out of the box? And, and do you think if you had a frozen four in New Orleans, would people go to that? Good question. Good question. I don't know if New Orleans has got a facility. Well, I, I don't either. I'm just, I'm just throwing a, a place like that out there. You know what I'm saying? Would, would, yeah, maybe maybe the Houston Coyotes can be one of the teams that oh, put maybe. in the bid. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying it would be different. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't. It, I mean, the NCAA. Like I, I, I was telling you this, and I'll, I'll give a little treat of it. Um, the way they operate stuff just kind of cracks me up sometimes because. They want to run it with an iron fist, but yet they they break their own rules, and yeah, well. and and when they do that, they they look kind of foolish. And like uh, like I was telling you today before the show, um, they took a bunch of media guys, thirty or forty of us, uh, after Denver won, and they put a carpet out along the the far side, and they said, "Okay, you guys all stand here with your cameras and and be ready to go," but. Um, the Westwood one and uh, ESPN would do their interviews. And once they right. cut away and the, the show was over with you guys, and this is what the guy told us. He said, you're good to go. So we all stood there and waited patiently. Uh, the interviews got done. It was great. Players are still celebrating. The fans are going crazy. So I know the majority of the media was Denver, but there were other guys from different places too. Um, so all of a sudden, the guy from, I assume, from the NCAA comes over and he says, okay, guys, you're good to go. And, of course, we all scrambled like a herd of cattle uh, zooming across the ice to get to the players. And so what do you think is going to happen when people with TV cameras and um, video cameras and just still cameras, what do you think is going to happen, Paul, when we get in that celebration? Uh, maybe you'll be a mess. I don't know. Uh, do, you, do you think we're going over there to maybe get some comments yeah. from players? I mean, isn't that kind of what you're there for, the reaction? Maybe. Okay. Well, uh, a lot of people were there for the reaction. Trust me, the TV people, they wanted to give as many sound bites as they could because you know what the TV audience got, about 30 seconds. Right. Um, so that's going on, and, and all of a sudden they decide they don't want people being interviewed on the ice. Um so they're going like, no, 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 you can't interview people on the ice. And I'm going like, okay, then why did you tell us to come on the ice? <laughs> yeah, why, why not just keep us off altogether then and go, we're going to do this differently. So anyway, that that's just one more of my, my hiccups a, along with ESPN. Boo! Here's a little uh, quirky uh, thing that I'm noticing here. Um, the 
has a couple of years here coming up that uh, Sioux Falls is hosting a regional. Uh, I guess who's a new team coming in? Home of Augustana University. Yes. But I just I do find it curious that you know who the host school is for those games. Probably North Dakota. No, actually, Omaha. <laughs> okay. I, I, okay then. Okay. No, I I just I just find it. Uh... Well, North North Dakota, as you know, is ho- is the host for the twenty twenty six, and it's playing being played in Vegas. We know the connection, but. Uh, UNLV could very well be a, an NCAA well, program be. by then. Could be. Could be. Um, that's a little different, I guess. Because Vegas has been, I mean, North Dakota's been playing in Vegas for years. Um, how about uh, the host school for the Frozen Four in St. Louis? Not a clue. Vermont. Nice. I don't know. I just, I'm just, see, it's just there. I'm... I know. And, and, and this is what I'm saying with college hockey. And you got, you and I will talk about this all summer long, I'm sure. And we'll have the czar on to talk about it and other people to talk about it. But um, the game is getting very popular at the NHL level, at the youth level, uh, at the college level, more and more players, more and more teams. So now somebody's got to take the reins to this, I think. And, and Frank has told us that, Frank Saratori, that there, there needs to be one person in charge of NCAA hockey that can make decisions and can steer people in the right direction because – I what, nominate Frank. It, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people would. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. If you're, if you're going to grow this game – you got to start opening your eyes and seeing what's going on. You're starting to look a little bit like baseball. God forbid that would happen with college hockey, but you're starting to look like you have blinders on. Um, there are hockey players in the West. There are teams in the West. Um, and, we, and we know, well, we know Arizona State. We know How about Arizona State? Well, we know three of them. Yeah. So, um, Well, five, actually, if you want to count six. If you want to count well, the Colorado schools. Yeah, well, why couldn't why couldn't Arizona State host one in L.A. or you know, well, San Diego doesn't have a building, so they could do a that, regional. That'd be a great. Yeah, it could do a regional. Could do a regional. Right, you could do a regional there. Yep, they could. Um, yeah, nobody would go to that. No, nope, they'd want to stay away from that spot. Yeah, <laughs> middle of March, there's nobody'd want to go to San Diego. They could also do a regional in Vegas. Vegas you know, could do one now. Well, they've they got could. the Orleans and they've got the. Dollar Loan Center. You know, um, I, I can't imagine somebody, you know. Uh, but but what I'm saying is, you, you can't. You got to get out from your stigma that everybody thinks it's all east of the Mississippi. Um, that uh, there are well, things is, happening this is my point, to the right? west. This is, yeah, exactly. This, is, this was my point of trying to come up with a place or two where, and I know the NCAA is a business, and it's not in this to lose money. But, you know, what's the, the sometimes you have to spend money to make money? I've been told that. Yeah, I've been told that too. I mean, um, assuming there was facilities, like I said. Um, well, I think. Go do a, a Frozen Four in, in, in Houston or, 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 or San Jose or 
or L.A. I mean, let's let's go. I mean, it's this is not 1999 anymore, and the and the Kings have won Stanley Cups. The Ducks have won Stanley Cups. They, you've got Vegas. Your team played for one. Yeah, I mean, well, but but Vegas is already in the rotation for the Frozen Four. Yeah, yeah, I, I, not, I get I'm your not, point, but you know, here's here's what you're what you're asking, and what should happen is, as I said, there should be one person who is a little forward thinking. I know who that person is, and I know that he's busy in Augustana and Sioux Falls and the Summit League, but Josh Fenton is a guy that thinks out of the box, and um, you know, if you listen to the interview that I did with him. We talked about yeah, uh, I try different to things. To him anyway. and, and one of the things that Josh told me was um, expect some some new things with nchc.tv. Because I told him, I said, Josh, man, that, that, that was great. That was unbelievable the way you set that up, where you can watch four games at once. You can all, and he said, there's going to be more integration now between the website and, and the, the uh, TV, if you will, broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what more teams need to start doing. And you need to start paying attention. Like the NCHC is, for the most part, professional broadcasters. Um, if you're going to grow this thing, grow it. If you're not going to grow it, then stay status quo and just stay in your little little, little corner. Uh, but goodness gracious, come on, people. Let's uh, let, let's work together and try to make this thing happen because it's it's getting too big. It really is right now, and you know it as well as I do, Paul. When these teams come in, you can't have six independents. <laughs> you got to get well, them in conferences. You, you can't can, you just can, have six independent teams floating around out there. You can do it for a year or two, but that's about really about it. Yeah, well, temporary. That's as they're coming into the league and maybe playing hybrid schedules and things you know, like give that. Give them a chance to get their their feet wet, and I'm sure that that's people are looking with with some of these places for that. Um, you know, like I said, you, you've got to take a few more risks. And I don't think anything that I said about, say, having a, a frozen four in Dallas or seeing if there's a place like New Orleans, because I can't imagine you can't get people to go there. Right? I mean... Uh, I'm sure at some point I'd move that down the list of my places. Though. Well, I I'm mean, just, I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, nah, Nashville I is too easy. Yeah. But you could have a frozen four in Nashville. You should have one. in Nashville. Okay. I mean, but you, but that's my point. But, but how big of a rotation are you going to have in this thing? I mean, what's uh, the difference? Well, here's the difference. Places that are successful, people want to go back to. And I uh, know that. So if you're, like Boston, I can tell you right now, um, it, for me personally, it was kind of a struggle getting there. But once I was there, it was somewhat yeah, easy to get you're, around. You're, you're not going to get kicked Boston out. You're not going to kick some of the more traditional places out. But if you don't take a risk here and there. But but what do you want? Do you want eight and eight? So like every eight years? Because people are going to be frustrated. That's a long time to wait. Really? I think it is, and I think the the, the cities would think that. Well, like I mean, I said, they'd like to be in a four or six year rotation, six at the very most, um, because you forget you forget what it's like to to go to these places and how good they were when they're good. I'm not listen. I, I, so I I don't know how many deep you can go. I don't know uh, if you can go every eight years. 
Maybe not. But I'm just saying, unless you're willing to take a risk here and there, I'm not asking for necessarily. But if you have five, a rotation of five, oh, you're telling me that once every two cycles you can't throw something out there? Uh, you can. Absolutely you can. And I'm just thinking right and, now. And is honestly, like, do you think once they go to Vegas in four years, they're ever not going back? No, absolutely. They're going to go back as much as they can. Yeah. It's like they're going to go back to Tampa as much and, as they can. And you know who's going to be on that bandwagon next? I would be shocked if, if Seattle didn't make a push to, uh, well, to at least get a shot at it. That's fine. And, and Dallas, uh, as you said, Dallas would be a great spot again to go. Um, and then somewhere in California. Well, if you look California, Seattle, that's two. Vegas, Dallas, that's three, four. St. Louis, St. Paul, that's five, six. Tampa and Boston. That's seven, eight. There's eight right there. You know, if you want to rotate one the California one somewhere once in a while, that's fine too. I'm just if we're gonna think we if we're gonna think outside the box, we got to mix it up, and you got to have, and well, we we can get into what I think should happen in terms of regionals another night, but um, we got all summer for that. No, I know. I get that. But we're coming off the frozen four, so yeah, that's why I brought this yeah. up. And that was good. It's a good topic to, to, to think about because people think about it now a little bit. And uh, I'll oh. tell you one thing that they're thinking about. The Denver Pioneers are the uh, national champions and nine-time national yep. champions. And uh, there will be a celebration yeah. here at uh, Denver University uh, Tuesday is what I'm hearing. I'm not uh, been given the details yet on it. They did fly home safely, get home safely today. And I know there was a ton of Pioneer fans that filled up by United Airlines from Boston to Denver because my flight was about 80% um, Pioneer fans. And there was four more flights that left in the morning um, that were filled with Pioneer fans. So they represented well. I also want to shout out Minnesota State head coach Mike Hastings because what a class act. What a class act. He, he was, you know, obviously disappointed in the loss. Uh, but last night he took time to, to visit with me a little bit on his way out. And uh, he, he's just a class act. That whole program is, is class. And um, the, their fans, man, their fans rocked it. If you want to know how much they rocked it, just go to uh, Ice Time SW on uh, Instagram Check out my about forty minute video that I did Instagram I did. live, because uh, man, they were they were rocking it. They brought their band. A lot of people, even the Denver people, were going like, "What's wrong with the Pioneers? Why couldn't they bring their band?" And uh, the word I kept hearing over and over again is, "They're too cheap. They're too cheap." <laughs> well, can I tell you? I don't know what to tell you. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, it, it was just a fantastic atmosphere. First time I'd been to Boston. First time I'd been to TV Garden, obviously. And uh, what a nice setup there. The only disappointing thing I had, Paul, and this one really broke my heart. And I kept texting Jeff Walker and and sending him uh, direct messages and involving him in Twitter. And I'm going like, Jeff, I can't find a Dunkin' Donuts anywhere. Except on every street corner. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't drink coffee, so I don't care. I don't either. But I go there for the donuts for crying out loud. And find uh, somewhere else. And it kept me alive in the airport because that was the only thing that was open at three in the morning was That's the Dunkin' Donuts. Story. So it was a a bagel with uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. 
Yeah, too early morning. <laughs> Uh, you New Yorkers, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that was that was kind of fun. There was uh, a lot of great stuff to see there. Uh, all my Uber rides were fantastic. Guys are very fun and nice. The Sanista Hotel, that was the media uh, hotel, uh, was walking distance, which was kind of cool. You can actually walk right over there without any problem. Um, and and of course, they gave uh, they they gave. Um, Michael Weissman, the best room in the house, the best view. So I at least made him give me some pictures. I said, could I at least have a couple of pictures? <laughs> and by the way, Michael, I want one of those sweatshirts. Those UNLR sweatshirts again. are unbelievable. And make sure uh, Coach Ferguson gets one first. You need to take care of us, my man. <laughs> Said, anyway, make sure Coach Ferguson gets one first. <laughs> Coach Ferguson, why is he going first? <laughs> didn't he ask? What, isn't he the one that asked? Uh, I, no, that was uh, that was uh, Menino, Peter Menino. Okay, well, make sure he gets one first. <laughs> I'm sure he's already got one. Uh, maybe, who knows? <laughs> if you didn't hear that story, uh, yeah, Michael said that uh, Peter Menino, now that he's at uh, Colorado College, can sneak across Colorado Springs to get to their offices and do a little raiding of the closet. So um, I'm headed down to Colorado Springs one day uh, to do a little raiding of the closets myself. So you've been yeah, forewarned, yeah. Weissman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ready? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey Southwest Live on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network is brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car, shopping on a budget, or whatever your needs are, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit what you need. 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins. Desiree's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style, available at all Legion Stadium events. And, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. Now, the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Durians and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. And by M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts, are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Behind the Mask, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend, and that is because we are the Quad Pod of College Hockey Podcasts. And Tuesday night, we've got big news. We've got a new name 
coming your way. Paul and I will make the announcement Tuesday night. Tomorrow night, Analytics and Eyeballs with uh, myself and Jordan McAlpine working on a special guest. Paul Hornstein is not invited if we get Thank this you. guest because no um, he's been throwing darts at him all year long. Yep. And uh, <laughs> so we'll see. We hope we get uh, we get our guest. And uh, then uh, Tuesday night, like I said, we have a big announcement. Hopefully we have a special guest joining us as well on Tuesday night. Wednesday night, it's back to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. We're talking ACHA hockey uh, as hockey never sleeps. And uh, great opportunities for people to jump on board right now. Um, I will uh, sneak out a little news to the AHL is uh, going to be returning to us in full force starting um, maybe Thursday. Um, so we'll do a little something with that. It won't be podcast. It'll be video and uh, you will enjoy it. We've got some great people that are going to be chiming in and uh, get a chance to do a little AHL coverage. Cause guess what, Paul, a lot of those guys that signed last week, this week, um, they're going to the AHL. Yeah, a bunch of them are, that's for sure. So uh, it's a great way to catch your favorite college players playing at the next level and earning a paycheck. And, of course, some of them will be moving. We uh, we want to congratulate Bobby Brink from the University of Denver, the uh, Hobie Hattrick um, finalist. That, by the way, but that's... And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he was uh, not the winner. Paul Hornstein's vote, I heard, put over the top, Dryden McKay. So, uh, Dryden, if you want to send Paul a little thank you note, just go ahead and do that. Because it was, uh, yeah, he's the best goalie in the country, I heard. Well, just saying. (laughs) Not knocking anybody else, but just the way it is. (laughs) Yeah, you win the Hobie, but you don't win the best goaltender of the uh, the, the country. Anyway, um, yeah. Okay, so we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. I really mean I'm going to say goodnight because uh, once my commitments are over, I am I'm out like a light. It's been a long trip. It was a fun trip. Um, one more celebration to go on Tuesday and a feature, I hope, with uh, my good friend Cameron Wright who can uh, tell you a lot about the portal, a lot of good and a lot of bad. And um, He was part of the right way. Get it? Good night. (laughs) Good night, everybody.